You guys, I literally just sneezed like four times trying to record this intro, but we're back. I hope everybody had a very restful and lovely holiday season. I have been waiting to record this episode to really think about what I wanted to share with you guys and I'm so excited that I waited until today. It's the first time it's snowing in New York in over two years since I've lived here and it feels very appropriate and cozy and wintry and we are back baby for the rest of season three. So without further ado, let's get into it. off the podcast for this new year um you know I was thinking about what is a good way to sort of center everything I know that as I mentioned to you guys season three is still in its continuation it's pretty much gonna follow the rest of the winter season so I created a batch of resolutions that I wanted to share with you guys today and these specific resolutions are sustainability focused Um, I made other resolutions that I'm happy to share with you guys that are more general and personal to my life but I thought this would be a great way to get some ideas if you're trying to make some more sustainable switches this year and get closer to the earth so let's begin so first I have so I did it in the format that's in and out so in this year I want to get better at recycling properly I will say full transparency I don't sometimes I'm lazy in my recycling so the out version is being lazy about recycling so making sure i wash everything properly and put it in the bin because new york makes it so easy another one this year is i want to buy less and mend more and even if it's vintage or a sustainable brand like if something rips or has a stain like i want to do a better job of taking care of my clothes And then in general, just buying less where I can. Um, The flip side of that is (laughs) out is ordering out and Uber Eats, trying not to um, order out as much because I feel like there's always a lot of like plastic that comes with it, even in New York. Um, Another thing that I'm trying to do this year is doing less small loads of laundry, but larger loads less often. And this helps with my water consumption and obviously use of detergent so hopefully laundry stresses me out so hopefully (laughs) I can do this without feeling too anxious um another one is cooking more and eating seasonally I tend to do this but again cooking sometimes can take up a lot of time so I try to meal prep and do my cooking on Saturdays, but sometimes it's stressful and you just want to order out. So again, trying to eat inside and like also encourage my friends to come over and cook rather than like 
this is like a very New York specific thing, but like going out and eating out, like it's just a lot of that. So, um, workouts in nature. And by this, I mean, like I tend to do, I'm on a bit of a yoga kick right now, which is awesome because it's hot yoga and it's really cold in New York. But as the seasons get nicer, doing yoga outside would be so nice. And I still tend to run outside. Um, so doing more workouts in nature and like getting my friends together and doing like, I don't know, some sort of class outside. And then with that in mind, doing more daily walks and active meditations. So I feel like I've mentioned this in some of my previous podcasts, but I'm a big meditation and breath work girly. Um, I got into this probably my junior year in undergrad. So I was like maybe 20 years old. And I find that especially now that I'm working more of like a regular schedule, meditating in the morning, like as soon as I wake up, not even like grabbing my phone to set the meditation when I'm still fresh and then doing it right before I go to sleep really just helps me a sleep better and then b just focus because if I have a lot going on and I'm just like thinking about the next thing I have to do and like make my coffee and like do all this stuff it takes away from like the freshness of the morning so yes even if it's five minutes doing my meditations um and then also trying to walk more even in the morning um I love being inside and being cozy but I have found that for my mental health literally just going for a walk even if that's like around the block or you know picking up like a coconut water or doing something like that during my day like let's say it's like 2 p.m and if I'm in the office around that time as well is just so much better for my mental health so yes daily walks trying to do that along with my workouts Um, Again, the flip side of that is um, this year I'm trying not to spend too much time inside. Also, trying to limit feeling FOMO from trends, which I feel like I've kind of gotten away from this because I don't really shop on trend, but I am on social media and like, I'll be honest, I love the coquette trend. It's so freaking cute. And... For reference, I'm literally wearing strawberry pink pajamas and I'm drinking out of a glass straw that um, has a little flower on it. So yes, your girlie's a bit coquette, but you know what I mean? Just like not falling into the trap of like, oh my God, I have to buy this thing, Um, which I tend not to do, but I still feel like I pay attention to trends, which maybe is a broader conversation. And then the last thing that I'm trying not to do this year is produce excess waste. And that's like with everything, like, I don't know, just being, having like a less wasteful mindset and trying to be creative with things I can repurpose would love to be more of that girly this year. Okay, so those are the resolutions. Comment your thoughts on what I just said and described. Um, really excited to see if any of you guys have cool ideas of other resolutions that I just haven't thought of. Okay, second part of what I wanted to talk about in this lovely little episode is five things to watch in 2024. 
because I feel like there was so much that happened at the last bit of 2023 with COP28. Like, I don't know about you guys. And so I know I did that episode that covered the COP conference midway and full transparency, I was supposed to interview a couple people who were at COP, but coming from experience of like what it's of what it feels like to go to the COP, you kind of need a break after the conference happens and it also was intersecting with the holiday season and so I felt that the more prudent thing to do would be to interview folks now at the top of the year to have more of a digested takeaway session so that I am still planning on doing um and the guests are really cool and I think you guys will enjoy their takeaways but yeah, just kind of wanted to mention that. So on the heels of COP28, here are five things to watch in 2024. So for my U.S. folks, and honestly, it's global, but the U.S. election and the future of U.S. climate politics, um, we know that obviously the incumbent for the Democratic Party is the current president, Joe Biden, who is pro-climate and has, you know, obviously made inroads with the Inflation Reduction Act and the bipartisan infrastructure law. So that could all change depending on who is elected. Very self-explanatory. Yes, it's definitely something to watch. And for all of my people who are in the U.S., please vote. I'm going to make an episode on why voting matters, but yes, please vote in this election. Um, Okay, the next thing that I think is really interesting to watch is electric vehicle adoption in the U.S. and globally. Um, I haven't really mentioned this before, but again, there's been a lot of incentives through the Inflation Reduction Act, and something that's really interesting to track is how much EVs are actually being adopted, and then why they aren't being adopted um some of the drawbacks and challenges that are coming with this transition so yes that's something i'm watching um the third thing and this was mentioned in bloomberg green shout out they have great content is transition finance and for those of you who don't really know what this is um it's essentially investments financing insurance and related products and services that are necessary to support the economy's transition to net zero so it's kind of in the name like like how do we finance the transition to net zero um and i think coming on the heels of cop 28 there was a lot of private sector money that went into transition finance um and I think it's just going to be really interesting to watch. So, yes. Fourth thing is the future of carbon markets and offsets. Um, Again, this was something that came off the heels of COP28, but we know that carbon offsets came under fire due to to their legitimacy and concerns about their legitimacy. And I think there's been a push to sort of re-legitimize 
carbon offsets and whether the private sector can use carbon offsets in their transition plans and how they report. So that's definitely something to look at. And then the last thing is interest rates, inflation, and how that affects climate technology. I think this is super interesting. Obviously, interest rates kind of affect a lot of different parts of the economy, but it also sort of signals how people are feeling about investing in climate technology and what sort of opportunities are available. So I think it'll be really interesting to see how this plays out in 2024 if markets kind of cool off a bit so those are my five things to watch and yeah if any of this resonated with you guys please let me know and feel free to dm me again the instagram is at palma underscore collective if you are watching some other things in 2024 that you think should be on everyone's radar so yeah with that Have a great week. Um, An episode is dropping this Thursday, my first guest episode of 2024. It will be focused on climate change and mental health, which I think is so appropriate at the beginning of this year, especially in the wintertime. So much to think about. But yeah, thanks, guys. Have a great week. (laughs)